Welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. Coming at you with a broken rib, we see Jeff Lavalette across you don't have a the broken rib. I don't. That's why you didn't let me finish. We oh. see Jeff Lavalette, pastor of Glass City Church, across the desk from myself, being Justin Shirley. Allow myself inter- to introduce my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> allow myself it's to introduce Austin Powers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Anyways. Jeff, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm. I can't complain. I really can't. Things things are, uh, things are things are as good as they can be. Yeah. 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 I heard you uh, took a little spill. I was being a goofball yesterday. Yeah, we were gonna uh, we were have a little family fun uh, in store. We had just gotten a, a, a this like accordion looking like wagon for our oldest dog, so we could like take him around. Uh, and you can like zip the side down and he can like look out and, you know, I call him the King's chariot essentially. Is that the thing that has, does it have like wheels that attached to his back end? That he's no, like, it's just, a, it's a, it's uh, literally, if you take like a radio flyer wagon, but make uh, it out of, make it out of like, uh, like vinyl or canvas or something like that. Okay. And then, uh, and then make it, make it so you can zip the sides so that the sides go down. So it's like almost like a flatbed trailer for a dog. Well, it's not really <laughs> made for a dog, but we were, we're repurposing it. So anyways, we're waiting to go out. We're going to go out to one of the parks here and we're going to go down and visit one of the families in our neighborhood and all that other stuff. And I was waiting for my family Yeah. and I was like, I'm bored. So I'm going to go hop on my electric scooter and just kind of tool around. And I ended up, uh, just 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 biffing it and uh, it. La- landing on my landing my left rib cage uh front on my on my hand uh um which if you can't see what i'm doing but it was like you know i braced myself as i was falling and like my hand was right here and it just like boom and i heard a pop Ooh. i was like oh that's not a good pop you know like sometimes it. when you crack your back and you feel a pop you're like oh that feels good yeah this was not that pop no this was a different kind of pop this was the the uh yeah and i'm 41 and i probably don't really have any business riding around on a on a segway uh electric scooter but man it's fun yeah Did i've been you, i've been doing it for a few months now you know I, yeah. the last last uh, last year when it was nice out i'd use that to get to the office instead of instead of my car and uh but everyone looked at me like i was a total like total loser um and i didn't care because my identity is in Christ. So hey, there you go. Yeah, a little Jesus that, juke did you, for you. Did you dump it on a on concrete or did you yeah concrete? Yeah. Ooh. So that's why I got like I got a little. Actually, my wife was really nice and cleaned this up for me. But it yeah. was it you look less abrased than I would. I've taken some. Well, it's because on some the, concrete. The, the brunt was was here okay. uh, in my rib cage. It wasn't on my my elbow. Was like an afterthought. Gotcha. So anywho, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I I, I wear flip flops today because it hurt too much to put on socks and shoes. Yeah. Yep. Well, appreciate you for for braving it and uh, and coming to podcast. I'm just really tough, you know. Yeah. So you're yeah. just the toughest. Yeah. Yeah. You're I could right. never be a pro boxer because, like, I watch the Rocky movies pretty regularly. Yeah. And the the the, the body <laughs> shots that that dude takes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, like you know, homeboy cracks some ribs, you know, and and yep. uh, maybe that's why he was like, oh, Adrian. I, I don't I, I don't know. I <laughs> thankfully it hasn't really affected. I haven't really tried to sing yet. Uh, it'll be interesting when I start oh, breathing yeah. and all that. But we'll see what happens on Wednesday. But. Maybe you should practice that. <laughs> no, man. You're gonna hit it's a all note. Good. You'll take a big a, a big Did breath I, in and just. I already note. biff notes all the time, so we're fine. No big deal. Okay. Alrighty. Well, Jeff. So we we are gathered here today. See. Uh, to <laughs> discuss your sermon, uh, James four. Let us uh, let us in on on some of the deets. Why James four? Where where are we at? What's the context? Talk it. Okay. Say it. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll use my words. Preach um, it. well, 
we've been taking a break from from the Gospel of John just yeah. during this kind of quarantine time, maybe to be a little more um, intensely practical uh, in some regards. And so um, it's just been kind of like week to week. And just, I mean, honestly, like I don't really have like a magic formula. I just pray and ask God, you know, like, and, and then I just listen and... Uh, no magic eight ball. No, no. It's just like you know, we're, Holy Spirit, lead me to where we, where we need to go this week. And and every week, I've 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 never been left hanging. And so it was James four. It was you know thirteen through seventeen. Uh, essentially, what is your life? You know, is is kind of like the central uh, nugget there that that everyone else, everything else is kind of orbiting around. And so, just this this period of time in our in our nation's history in our in our uh, in our own lifetimes. Uh, really affords us a lot of uh, opportunity for introspection, for maybe recalibration, um, thinking about things differently. Like, you know, when everything goes back to quote unquote normal, you know, like I, don't waste your quarantine, essentially, if we're if this was a John Piper book, you know, yeah. um, you know, how much it would be a real shame if, if, if we're not getting more time in the word and deepening our faith and stuff like that with all of the uh, with all the things that are going on. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was, that was the, you know, I, I love what he says. He says, um, you know, for, for, for us to know what to do and to not do it for us, that is, a, that is a sin, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of broadens our understanding of, and we, I, I know we're going to be talking about that later, so I don't, I won't get into it, but yeah, you don't want to spoil it. Well, you know, it's uh, I want to, I want to pace it the way that you paste it. So, yes. Um, but yeah, so that, that's why, and I, I, for instance, right now, I have no idea what I'm preaching this coming Sunday because, yeah. um, I, you know, I'll, I'll start that journey tomorrow, uh, you know, and then, and then work, work through that. But, uh, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the process of preparing it and studying for it. And even, you know, any good sermon, I think any good preacher, not, not that I'm a good, you know, I, I do, I do the best I can, but I think if you want to try to grow in your, in your, not only your, your preaching your maturity of preaching, but also just the Lord using you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times you, you also have to apply the text to yourself um, and not just, you know, here, I'm going to stand up and give everyone else answers. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's more like, you know, I, I've got this human condition that everyone who's listening to me also has, and it might not play itself out or manifest the same way, but you know, the, 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 the practices may be different, but I think the principles are pretty universal. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah. you know, I've re- been really thankful to get a lot of good feedback, even, you know, um, it, it's not even been uh, what it's been like, what, 36 hours since mm-hmm. since uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, it feels like God, God was really uh, working through his word. And I'm really I'm really just thrilled about that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that when when you're talking about a. Um, I don't know. For me, I've uh, really been uh, encouraged by this sermon. Um, I think it's actually been um, more so than uh, I think I even realized once I once I looked back at the the notes and um, I, I I was really really convicted of the whole thing. Um, so I wanted to talk about the uh, this idea of of boasting about tomorrow. So James is. Uh, essentially rebuking the who who what's the context of who he's the church in Jerusalem right yeah James is the pastor of First Baptist Jerusalem and uh, yeah. 
you know, he's 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 been a faithful brother, man. He stuck around, you know, when everyone else was kind of scattering. Uh-huh. Not that it was a bad thing for them to scatter, but but uh, the Lord had him uh, just remaining there. And think about the heat that 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 gets brought on even with that. I mean, um, you know, this this is like ground zero for you know. Um, the the Christian resistance mm-hmm. uh, because everything happened there and so he's there half brother of Jesus um, we know we know that James was eventually martyred uh, for the faith he was thrown off of the the temple and then and he didn't beat him with sticks he right? didn't quite die so he, they clubbed him to death there's some you know there's different there's different theories on that but mm-hmm. um, essentially his death was not uh, one that we would um, hope for for ourselves no. Uh, those are not the circumstances, and yet, like even during that, and some some of this you got to get into like some Catholic tradition, uh, because they you know they they get into the whole Saint James thing, and and uh, there's there's a lot of tradition there uh, about what happened. But I mean, even even as he was being you know murdered, he was uh, man, he was walking he was walking uh, in Jesus' footsteps, where he was like you know forgiving them, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, just he had a he had a very different view on dying uh, such a violent death than than probably most people would. Yeah. So yeah, he was writing that and, and um, James is a, is a is a wisdom literature book. Um, there, there's I mean there's obviously theology and there's 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 obviously application in there. Yeah. Um, but it is you know it's it's kind of a New Testament um, component uh, to books like you know Job and Ecclesiastes and Proverbs mm-hmm. and things like that. It's it's very you know stylistically different, but but certainly the, the the main thrust of it is is you know godly wisdom and uh, uh, with wisdom also comes rebuke and um, yeah. so he's rebuking these these uh, since they're in Jerusalem we, we assume that they're they're mostly Jewish converts um, who are businessmen and they're they're you know boasting about hey man you know it's just like I think about my old college one of my old college roommates who never played for the Indians but he certainly used the we. Whenever we talked about them, he'd be like, "We're gonna have a great season this year." I'm like, "You're you're a dork. Like, what do you we like? <laughs> yeah. Where's your jersey? Oh wait, he does have a jersey, but uh, you know, even got his name. Yeah, how was spring training, buddy? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, just kind of like like making these you know these boastful statements um, about you know, hey, we're gonna go here and we're gonna do this and it's gonna rock and uh, this is gonna be amazing. And and James's rebuke is like, hey, did you ever like consider what God's calling you to do, mm-hmm. or you know, acknowledge that if you do succeed it's not your own determination you know it's 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 certainly um it's it our our successes and our failures um you know god god plays god plays the the biggest role in all that and so um which again gets into like well are we doing free well and i'm not getting into that tonight but yeah no but uh we do we do what we can with what we got but we have to acknowledge that our life is short and we got to acknowledge that god is the one who his will is 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 more important than ours, and and that's essentially what he's uh, you know going uh, through with these guys. It's like you guys sound like jerks. Like you're just walking around like you know claiming the name of Christ and then acting like you don't need him. So yeah, well that and the thing that was convicting is how often do I do that? You know how often do the people in my you know people circles that we run with? Um, how often do we do that? Um, well, and it's not even like the 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 answer to that is not always know exactly what God's up to. Yeah, you know, because that's the other thing is like, well, then we walk around like, you know, oh, the Lord told me to do this. The Lord told me to. It's like it's like, well, did he? You know, I mean, yeah. and, and you know, I mean, I've had times in in my life and in my ministry where it's been very clear that God's calling me to do something, and it's normally because it's the complete opposite of what I was going to do. 
And, and so, and I know Satan's not trying to get me to do things that are going to grow God's kingdom. And so, or, or strengthen my marriage or, you know, adopt children or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's also the, the, the value of, of prayer and fasting, um, because it, it gets rid of your, your, you know, you being the loudest voice, um, because prayer involves a lot of listening and fasting involves a lot of humbling. Yeah. It's a lot of humility and all that. Yeah. And that reminds us that we're, we're weak. You know, it, I was thinking when you, when you, (laughs) when you sent me the text about you spilling on the, on the, uh, um, the scooter on on the man scooter. Yeah. On the man man scooter. scooter, Just so you know, uh, Dude, that thing does twenty miles an hour, bro. I know. Yeah. You should probably wear a helmet. That's right. You, 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 you've ridden it. You probably should wear a helmet. I was doing donuts in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I, I don't know. For maybe I was just over. Maybe I was just thinking too deeply about it, um, pondering it too. You never, too greatly. You, you never overanalyze anything. Justin. No, no, ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Um, but no, like that. What a reminder that we're weak. You know, when we when we dump it. Um, or, you know, we make our plans. I can't tell you how many times I've made these, I made plans like the people that James is rebuking in, in this book and just have the Lord say, what? You're not doing that. Right. <laughs> just I mean, yeah, we, we, plan, we planned to go to Oak Openings yesterday and to go visit this family from our church. And then yeah. I was like, boom, nope, you're actually going to be laid up for the rest of the night. You're going to watch three movies and just relax because you've yeah. been, I mean, honestly, even though the the quarantine has limited a lot of things, I mean that hasn't that hasn't reduced, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the. Uh, this one's for Nolan Hensel. Uh, a lot of the duties uh, that uh, that you you know that, that that go on, and it's actually created more work because now you're compensating for not being able to do things as you normally would. Yeah, and I just took the entire. I mean, I had a meeting last night with a guy that I had to I had to cancel it, and um, I just had to I just had to lay low. Yeah, and honestly, it was I'm in a much better place today because of it. Even though every time I breathe, I want to scream. But you know, not <laughs> yeah. to be too dramatic. But anyway, <laughs> but no, like even even with the quarantine stuff, like what a reminder that a virus can you know can shut down a whole nation. You know, um, it's true. A whole city. You like just a little, and it didn't even start here. Yeah, you know, like, like it wasn't even it wasn't even like a direct result of anything we did. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And. No one foresaw, if you, unless you're into conspiracy theories with Bill Gates, but um, no one foresaw that a virus would knock us out like this. And and look at just that's a big thing um, currently right now. But yeah. look at look at your take your life and look at all the times you've had you know you've built up something you thought this was going to work out this way. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna hit this goal at, you know at 20 and I'm gonna do this at 23 and um, at 44 I'm gonna do this and just what is this. It's just you just gotta lay back and just and just let it happen. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just I've been listening to a lot of like like soul music today. So anyways, okay, that's Charles Bradley. He's amazing. Wonderful. But no, like how often do we do that? Um, do we do we make these plans, um, set things in motion, but the Lord doesn't have that for us. We have that for ourselves, and we're just not considering um, the Lord, um, or even things that you know the Lord brought us through and took us through to show us something you know mm-hmm. i don't know just was thinking about that um as i do what are you playing now i don't know this is like precarious music because we're in a precarious place this is a great song actually i have a really bad feeling we're gonna get sued from, i'm gonna get sued for music music our tens and tens of listeners are yeah okay All right, anyways. anyways um so let's talk about god's will dun 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 Okay. Dramatic pause for effect.
Was that what that was? Yeah, that's what okay. it was. <laughs> so, Jeff, how do I, here's the age-old question, how do I find, understand, know God's will for my life? So, Hit me with it. Right. So, if you buy my book, um, no. You donate $5 for a tithe. Sow a, sow a, sow a seed. seed of sow faith. Sow a seed, Justin. Sow a okay, seed of so faith. Okay, so again, we'll get into more like uh, principles and practices, Okay. So I'm going to get into my both of those things. I'm going to get into my Bible here. Okay. So there's some principles that we need to keep in mind as, as we're as we're thinking about this. And the first one I'm going to go to is in is in First uh, Thessalonians five. Okay. And we get into um, do 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 do. Okay. Verse sixteen of First Thessalonians five. Mm-hmm. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Okay, so one of my favorite passages because it's so cut and dry. I knew you were going to go here, by the way. You did not know I was going to go here. I 100% did. No, I, okay. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, that, that just means you've been listening, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I think There was a I'm sermon two years that. ago that you gave around Thanksgiving about ever wondering about what God's will for your life was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I remember that, Jeff. I, I appreciate that. That's, yeah, it's my pleasure. Um. Sorry. And so, so, so looking at this, so this, this puts us in the position to discern what God's will is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one. So if you rejoice always, if you pray without ceasing, you give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God in Christ for you, then you're not going to quench the spirit. You're not going to despise prophecy, but you are going to test everything and hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like the prequel. Yeah. Okay. Because that is God's will for you. Um, as you are living and, and breathing and trying to figure it out. Um, the, the next one you'll also know because I actually used it in my sermon yesterday, which is um, present your bodies as, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So again, you want to do, you want to offer, you, you give, your, you give your, your whole life to him. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even not knowing what his will is, this may be a specific will for you. Um, you know, when you're trying to make a decision or when you're like, getting out of college or when you're, you know, maybe uh, getting married or having kids or trying, you know, uh, one, one guy that I love, his name's, uh, Andy Osenga. He's a musician down in Nashville, but he's got a podcast called the pivot where he talks about, um, he talks with people who made a change, you know, who pivoted in, in their career. A lot of it's like ex musicians who like Bebo Norman, he was a, just a really, a really Who good, that? popular, uh, you know that song, Nothing Without You? Like, I am nothing, I am oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, B1 yeah. Norman. Oh, wow. Uh, he's an, just, a, just an incredible, tremendous songwriter. Um, he is now he is now working in a, a non-musical uh, career. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's had several pivots through that, and it's all been like just seeking the Lord's will mm-hmm. um, and noticing that the way that God has gifted him, the way that God is opening opportunities, even ones that he didn't necessarily want as they were opening, um, things like that. And so Romans 12 is another great place to go. And then the last place that I will go um, is 2 Corinthians 5, because this is the overarching um, universal, I would say, um, will of God for Christians. And that is um, starting verse 16, for now, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Okay, there's a spiritual component to everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not just in the flesh, it's not just in what we can see. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um, again, looking at not looking at a, a world from a worldly perspective of what we are now, because who we are uh, defines and forms what we do. Yeah. Okay, our identity informs our activity. I've said that probably half a million times by now uh, because it's something that's been really helpful to me to to realize and to put into practice. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. So again, this is the background. Uh, this is the what, and then there's the so what. And then he says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Um, you know, we are uh, ministers of rec. He's given us the ministry, uh, entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation. Um, and so these are all principles uh, that then will play out in, uh, in practice, depending on our context, our gifting, our opportunities, um, our, our where we are in life, you know, what season we are in life and things like that. And so to discern the will of the Lord is to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing. Um, what's the third one? Pray without ceasing. Uh, oh, man, I'm... T- my brain shot. Let me go back. I'm 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 failing you here, buddy. It's okay. Um, pray with that. Rejoice always. Pray without season. Give thanks in all circumstances. So that 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 sets your heart up to be able to discern. Yeah. You know, because now your focus isn't on yourself or what you want. It's focused on what Lord what the Lord has already done. Then we 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 don't quench the spirit. So we don't we don't get we don't get in his way. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't um, make him compete. Uh, with our other, with whatever else is out there, um, we you know, we we give full, um, full attention and full um, authority uh, to the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you do that. You 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 know, do the Romans twelve thing of of of, you know, uh, discerning what what is His good, perfect, pleasing will. These types of things, but it's all it's, it's all your heart posture because you you can you can ask God, you God, what do you want for me? I mean, I, I remember years ago, um, I was having. Uh, I was taking uh, my, bu- I had a buddy who died um, when, when we were in college and uh, I was taking, I actually took his younger sister out for dinner just to check in on her, see how she was doing. Cause like, you know, she was like my, my little sister Yeah, bought her, uh, it was right around the time the ESV study Bible came out. So this was like 2008 probably. And we went out uh, to dinner and uh, I was just like, Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? You know? And sh- she asked me that, you know, she's like, Hey, um, I'm truly really trying hard to figure out what God's will for my life is. And so we, we drove up to Lifeway, which isn't there anymore. That's sad. And, uh, that and picked up an ESV study Bible. And then I, I had her open it up and, and start highlighting uh, passages mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to just give her like a little, a little pep talk. I wanted to actually lead her to the scriptures where, uh, where, where she could actually start to work those things out um, mm-hmm. with God's word. And uh, so, yeah, second Corinthians five was a big one. First, uh, first Thessalonians five, um, Romans 12, there's a lot, I mean, you could, you could take all those out and replace them with other ones, but those are just really helpful when discerning God's will. Um, the, the, so the non-scriptural part of that is, is through prayer and fasting. Um, mm-hmm. I've mentioned before that there were seasons where uh, prayer and fasting played a, a pretty pivotal, pivotal, that's not even a word, uh, pivotal role in, in trying to discern God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like godly counsel. Um, being around people who are more mature than you, who maybe mm-hmm. are, are where you want to be, uh, maybe not necessarily specifically with career or with family, but yeah. you know who are just who who are living in a in a in in God's will and um, and who have a, a maybe a more developed sniffer when it comes to what it means to you know hunt down God's will essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and those again, those are intangibles because you know that's going to be different for everyone. But but yeah. having people in your life that are wiser and smarter and more experienced than you, more mature than you. Um, 
so that when you do, because the, the, the wrong thing to do is to be too proud to say, hey, I think maybe this is something God's calling me to because you're afraid maybe it won't get affirmed. And it's like, okay, so then you're just going to like walk into it and, you yeah. know, Hope it uh, works crash out. and burn. And if it does, yeah. And it's like, so just being, I mean, humility is, is really one of the, one, one of the ingredients in that salad of, uh, of trying to figure out what God's will is. Um, and that's where it comes back to godly community, you know, being, yeah. being, being in community with other people who, who want good for you and who, who want the gospel to be multiplied and who want God to be glorified because they're living that out in their own lives. And you want to be living that out in your life more. Why not get around, you know, you want to get better at basketball, go play with a bunch of guys who are way better than you. Yeah. You know, for, as a musician, I know that, you know, there have been seasons where there was one time it was a, it was like a day of prayer thing downtown Toledo at the Seagate center. And I, I mean, I can, I can honestly say I was the least, developed musician uh and yet i was the, i was the bass player in that in that you know house band essentially um by the end of that weekend i'd gotten better yeah you know because i was playing with this drummer from uh, uh cornerstone here in town and you can say what you want about cornerstone but man they're banned Woo, good golly uh his name was jordan and he was just a he was just a stud on the drums and like he just working with him and working with a couple of the other guys yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, again, that's a principle that that that, that plays out differently uh, practice wise, depending on your context. But but uh, the principle is universal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think it, that's that's something that is uh, not only from a biblical perspective, I can't talk now either perspective um, and from Christianity, but also, I mean, I think that's in any discipline um, in anything that, you know, whether it's writing or if it's mu- music, if it's sports, um People are always told to run with people if you want to get better at something. Um, you want to gr- grow in wisdom. You want to grow yeah. in, um, you know, all that comes from, uh, at least is not comes from, but is a is influenced heavily by those who are better, at, you know, stronger or, um, you know, if you, like you just said, like with basketball, you want to get better at basketball, you play with people who are going to destroy you and then eventually you'll get better. Yeah. Um, I used to play Madden with my... Uh, brother-in-law and um i used to always get destroyed years would always play madden with him get destroyed every single year every single game and i remember there was one time i actually beat him because i started getting better yeah um and so um well there's another important component to that that i that i wanted to make sure we point out yeah is that like be willing to admit that you were wrong yeah so like hey i really feel like god's like leading me here and then like all of a sudden you it's pretty obvious that that he didn't yeah you don't need to make apologies for god Mm -hmm. and say oh well he was wrong but you know it's like i was i think i heard him wrong or maybe i wanted something differently than i was actually admitting that i wanted and yeah um that that's and i've had to do that you know many times where where it's like i feel like god's leading us here and and like oh he actually feels like maybe he wasn't and, yeah. uh, you know, ra- rather than letting pride, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to explain it away. No, I heard, I heard wrong. Yeah. It's okay. You know I mean? This is something that we grow in and we get better at, which means we we're not good at it to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would, um, say that there is a, a there's a proverb. I can't remember which one it is. Um, I can't, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but in the council of many, there's victory or in the, in many counselors, there is victory. Um, and I can't tell you how helpful it has been to, to get people who are around me, um, who are even just in community as well. Cause I think there's the mentor relationship, but there's also a community aspect that you mentioned as well, mm-hmm. um, that are, that are vital, 
um, and having the humility in those spaces um, to um, to fail forward, so to speak. Sure. Um, uh, I don't know when I, so I'm, I'm looking at this from a you know I'm younger, twenty something. Um, are you not sure how old you are? No, I'm 24. But, okay. Um, but I don't know. I I I felt this uh, this question kind of burn for years. Um, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? What am I supposed to do for the rest? What is Dude, God's I will? Still, I still have those questions. I'm you know, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted just to, to ask um, from your experience, where has that fallen um, in regards to? Have you seen more people who are you know younger ask those questions, or people who are more your age? Um, I'm not younger. <laughs> I do have a credit you know from meant. riding a scooter. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that's, that's cause I, I don't know. I, I see that a lot. Um, and I, I think that with, you know, age and maturity, hopefully there would be a, um, a, a growth of humility where you do have people who are, you know, around you, um, do you have people who you've, uh, said, Hey, will you, will you point out these blind spots of these areas that I think that the Lord is leading me, but maybe it's just my own, uh, my own, um, desires that are kind of just worldly. And I, you know, I want to do this thing with my career, but is that really going to honor Christ? Um, so, so I think I think there's a couple of a couple of um, uh, d- factors in that. Yeah. The first one is how usually if someone is passionately pursuing their faith, that question comes up for them mm-hmm. because faith is not you know it's you never reach a certain point where you where you've got it figured out. You don't graduate. No. Well, not only do you not graduate, but but you never stop needing to 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 keep going yeah you know you don't you don't ever just like okay we ran that we ran that race we're done Mm -hmm. you know the the finish line is when you die or when jesus comes back Mm -hmm. and so that's an important thing to remember and i think a lot of times christians get complacent and they're like well what i'm doing feels comfortable and i I, i'm doing enough of what i want to do and enough of what i feel like god wants me to do where i could justify it you know i could mm-hmm. just say no this is this is this is good stuff but i mean like james 4 says if you know what you're supposed to do and you don't do it it's actually sin yeah. it's it's not just it's not just apathy it's not just you know complacency it's sin yeah. and so if we're if we're if we care about what god wants for our lives um, then we're constantly going to be asking that question i mean paul's writing this as is is one of the you know most um, prolific um, tools that God has used in in, in the church, and, and you know, a lot of people would say, "Man, Paul's the man." You know, outside of Christ, he's the you know he's the most prominent uh, voice uh, of 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 faith in in my own walk. Um, and yet he's you know he you look through the Book of Acts and he's looking you know he's trying to go to Asia and the Spirit's saying no, mm-hmm. you know I mean those are then this, this is a guy who's planted how many churches and written how many books in the Bible and yeah. and you know had had such a dramatic uh, conversion to Christ and mm-hmm. all of these things and yet he's still like seeking the voice of the Spirit because uh, we don't know like where there is a God and He is not us. And so, like we we need to we need to constantly be doing that. And so, um, I do see it a lot with younger people, especially around transitional times in their lives. Yeah, the um, high school, college, and and, and and yes, and amen to that. Uh, I would like to see it more from people my age and older. Yeah, because because who says that the you know who says that first of all that we're going to have today or tomorrow going back to James four, but also where we're going to be in a year. Yeah. No one knows. No one this time last year. No one knew that they'd be cooped up in their house and and you know, um, trying to find toilet paper and, yeah. you know, I mean, all I, we, this was not on anyone's radar. Yeah. And so, um, 
I think it's, yeah, because this was not, March and April were not the way that I planned for March and April to go. And yet God was in control of it the whole time. He knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I do, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty default for people who are younger and, yep. and growing up and getting into, you know, becoming adults and things like that. And, and I think it, it should be just as common and, and, um, and, you know, acceptable and, you know, cause a lot of times we don't want to act like we don't have it all figured out, oh, um, yeah. which is just dumb. Um, cause you don't. Yeah, because no one does. Yeah, it's, it's just you're just you're just it's an exercise in futility. It's an adventure in missing the point, you yeah. know. And so, um, I think that I think that every single believer needs to have this uh, as a pretty regular thing that they're checking their hearts and they're um, seeking the Lord and seeking wise counsel and um, never just thinking, okay, good God. That's why I don't I don't think God gives us the 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 picture uh, the full picture. Yeah. Is because then all of a sudden we're going to, we'll, we'll try to reconfigure it the way we want to do it. And then as long as we know what's go- eventually going to happen, uh, we stop listening mm-hmm. and, and we need to come to terms with the fact that none of us knows what's eventually going to happen. And so we need to constantly be, okay, we'll go out and, and it's like building a house where like you, you, you know, you'll pour the foundation and then you go back to the blueprints and say, okay, what's the, you know, what's the structural, uh, schematic for this house. And then you go do that. And then you go back to the blueprints. Okay. Well, how are we going to wire this up? Mm-hmm. And then, Oh wait, I put up the drywall before I did the electrical. I need to tear that drywall off, do the electrical the right way, do the plumbing the right way. And so it's very much, and I grew up with a dad who, who owned a, a construction company. So that's just kind of how I can, I can understand it. Um, but I think it, I think it, I think the analogy is, is, is appropriate where, you know, you don't just go in and say, okay, I know how this is going to go start to finish. And yeah. then you hit, you'll hit part, times, and this is something I'm comfortable with uh, because I'm, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I, I love a challenge, and so I love to improvise. Um, that's why I went, every time we sit down to do the podcast and Justin's like, okay, let's talk through everything. I'm like, no, nah, man, let's just go, <laughs> you know, because I love to improvise. I'm very comfortable, you know, just kind of like and I'm riddled with letting anxiety. it happen. And like, yeah, um, I mean, my wife's a six and she's she she thinks about everything that could go wrong where I think about, you know. Like, we don't even know where we're going in. This is going to be great. You know, yeah. this is going to be so much fun. And she, no, we need to know what's happening at every step of the way. And, and so, and that's why God put us together because I'm the, I'm the gas pedal. She's the brake pedal. And we need both of them to drive a car. Otherwise you're going to crash. And yeah. so. Or dump on a scooter. Dump on a scooter. Now that just sounded like, that just sounded weird. But okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, I think it's, I think that we see it more with younger but I think it would be really good for the church and for and, and for the, the the members of the church uh, to be consistently doing that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because so often I even when I ask those questions, I want an answer. Like I don't want to have to. If I'm just being straight up, like I don't want to have to to pray and to fast about this thing. I want an answer now, God. Um, and I want you to tell me whether or not I should go to to seminary or whether or not I should you know go to this or do this. Um, and it, that's. It's it's arrogance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it, no. We need to rethink about. Because we don't this. want we don't want to admit that we're dependent. You know? Yeah, we'd, no, ra- we'd rather no, no, no. try it on our own and fail. Yeah, than actually admit that we need help. Yeah, and there's something I was listening to Piper actually uh, about today. Piper, essentially this this kind of question, um, and he he said that um, he he put in a little bit of a uh, an addition to what we were talking about, um, essentially saying that if we have a desire um, that we find. Uh, persistent. It's not just a momentary kind of, he actually used the words flash in a pan, um, desire, um, you know, whether that's to go serve the poor of, uh, I don't know, Honduras or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if that's something that that keeps coming up, that it's a desire of our hearts um, that we find most frequent and most um, strong when we are closest to the Lord. Because uh, I think oftentimes uh, we can have desires on, on what we should do for the rest of our lives um, when we aren't really close to the Lord. And so we can kind of have these, uh, I don't know, gra- grass is greener on the other side kind of uh, thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. um, and try to either do something more spectacular um, instead of just being in, you know, faithful in the mundane things of this daily life. Um, or um, we can um, essentially go... Uh, to those things, trying to, I don't know, in, in a desire to, to have something that's a, a life that's more exciting or a story that's more um, fun, so to speak. I don't know if that makes this doesn't make any sense to you, but. Um, well, I just, you, you had me at, at Piper, and oh so my, I was just kind of like. Uh, no. Dude, no. Um, but no, I, I think that it's, uh, it's something that when we're looking at, I think our desires um, do play a, a part um, in this. Um, in so far as uh, they are lined up with scripture um, and that doing those said things uh, would not be a deterrence or a hindrance to the gospel. Um, if all the other stuff is in play, you know, our prayer and our, um, our fasting and uh, community and godly counsel and all those things are, are interplaying with this and we have a desire that's very strong to to go do X, Y, and Z, whether that's um, being a missionary or if that's going to college again, going back to school, um, to, like, looking, learning how to do the trades um, and doing a trade school, um, whether or not those things kind of play out in those functions and desires, um, I think that's also helpful And because I think God gives us the desires of our hearts when they're, our desire is to glorify him and all that we do. And we're, we're close to him in that regard. So I think he, I mean, the scripture says, you know, he puts the desires in our hearts. Like, you know, Boom. He, when it gives me, uh, people have twisted that to mean like what my heart desires, God's going to give me. Yeah, no. And it's actually, <laughs> the, the, they get the cause and the effect flipped around there where it's like, no, God puts, when we're pursuing Christ and when we're, when he is, when he is uppermost in our affections, uh, the desires that he gives us, uh, that that's where we get them. Yeah. You know, we get them from him. We don't get them from, our, our, ourselves but again the, these are all like it's almost like nail and gel to the wall sometimes or, yeah. or herding cats where it's like man it's it's, it's because and we and we and then and then we just you know take our ball and go home yeah instead of saying no this is a this is a progressive um you know this is a progressive process where where it's not all going to be at once and we're not going to have perfect understanding first corinthians you know like uh, it's looking at a, at, a, at a mirror dimly you know it's like right now we understand in part why would we? Why are we frustrated when we know that that's the the the, the reality of it? Like we're not going to understand fully until we're face to face with Christ. Um, but in the meantime, that doesn't mean we just you know bow out, tap out, and say, "Well, I just can't get it." You know, it's like, I just don't. God did not send me a text message with what He wants me to do today, and so I'm just going to forget it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just yeah. silly and immature. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Your, everything, everything that I've said that's ever been helpful, I'm sure has has been has been imparted, uh, you know, unto me by by, by somebody else, um, and it or or, or learned through uh, the painful uh, trial and error of uh, just failing and failing and failing and finally failing enough that you got to run back to God and say, okay, fine, 
you're, 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 we'll do it your way. Yeah. We'll do it your way. You know, you can't do God's will your way. It just doesn't work. And so, um, but even, I mean, when, when Paul, you know, or no, it wasn't Paul. What am I talking about? When the disciples are like, Hey, uh, should we, should we, this, this guy's running around and he's, he's talking about, you know, the gospel, but he's, but he's not doing it the way we want to do it. And, you know, Jesus says, well, you know, if he's not our enemy, then he's our friend, you know, so we want to, we don't want to necessarily just, just knock him down, you know, let's, let's, um, let's, he's, he's saying good things, but if he's saying them for the wrong reasons, at least, you know, God's, God can use a, that's what it was, is what I'm trying to say is, is that even a broken kite flies on a hurricane. Yeah. And, and, and so, and we're all broken and we're, n- none of us are doing it hundred percent right. Like mm-hmm. we're just not, and we're not always doing it you know, for the right reasons, even, or with the right motivations or with the heart, right heart posture. And yet the church continues and the gospel goes forth. And so, um, you know, let's get, let's get over our own arrogance of like either, Oh, I I don't want to screw up. So I'm just not going to do it. Or I don't need anyone to correct me. I mean, both of those are opposite sides of the same coin, which is the coin of arrogance and pride. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yet God still uses us. And, and he still yeah. he still works and he accomplishes his purpose uh, through these broken vessels, these clay jars that are filled with treasure. Crooked sticks make straight lines. Do you know that? I didn't know that. I guess I'm I'm now I'm now you're processing that. Now, yeah, that that you just threw a curveball at me. I know. That look normal, at that doesn't look happen at me. Often. I know. Like normally, you're I'm the one throwing the curveballs and uh, yeah. or just playing random songs, uh, you know. But anywho, well, anywho. Jeff, thank you. Um, and this has been the Glass City Church Podcast. It sure has. You it should. Had, it has been the Glass City Church Podcast. If you didn't That's know, true. well, now you know. So go follow us. Uh, go like us on social media. And please share this podcast if it's helpful. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more info, check out glasscitychurch.org.